Okay. Hi, guys. Um, it wasn't working again, just like last episode, um, but uh, it automatically just started working, so here we are. Um, hi, happy Tuesday, episode 53, I think. Uh, sorry I didn't post last week. I just didn't want to. <laughs> just gonna be honest. Didn't really want to. Um, I had time, but I just had really nothing to talk about. I think that was really what my issue was. Um, but yeah. Hello. I am back. Um, this all happened so quickly. This started so quickly. So now I'm like, shoot, what was I going to (laughs) say? Um, okay, let's catch up. We had Thanksgiving. I didn't end up working on Thanksgiving. That was cool. I went to Tim's house, well, his family's, and spent Thanksgiving with them. It was really fun. Won some prizes. Won $24, which was really nice. Because <laughs> I am a broke bitch right now. Uh, so that was really fun. Had a good time with them. It was really weird not being with my family for the first time in years. Um, but yeah... That was great. Then what did else, what else did I do? I feel like I did other things. I shoot. Oh, I've been working, which has been fun. I went to Canada the other day, just there and back. Uh, I went to Mexico. That was fun. I'm in Indiana right now. Oh my gosh, guys! Fun freaking fact. I'm in. Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is where Lauren Sanderson is from. It makes me so happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's I don't really know if there's anything to do here. Um, I've been here since like noon, and I've just been in my room all day. It's now 8.30, 8.30 p.m. I probably should have went and done something, but I just didn't want to, you know? I've kind of had like Cause it's Monday now, obviously, I'm recording the day before this comes out, and I just had, like, a really shitty weekend, like, regarding my, like, I don't know, my health, kind of, I don't know, I just haven't been feeling well, so I just thought I'd take it easy today, <laughs> but yeah, I'm still enjoying my job, it's really great, um, I'm enjoying my life in general, I'm, like, super happy, I really, really think that leaving Nevada was such a good thing for me. I know it's only been a few weeks, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm still not sad. (laughs) I'm not sad, guys. I miss you all, but I'm not sad. So I think that's a good thing. (sighs) But yeah, I'm meeting more people here. One of the girls that I live with, she also works for my airline. So we went to um, a Christmas party on Friday. And that was cool. My mom just texted me and said, did you eat dinner? <laughs> yes, mom, I ate dinner. Thanks for sending me money. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we went to a Christmas party. It was pretty fun. Um you guys know me, oh, you know me, I don't drink anymore, went to the Christmas party, 
was very, very tempted to take a shot of Fireball. I literally, because the girl that was, she was like, because I discovered she loves Fireball. And I've never met anyone that loves Fireball like I do. Literally, like, any anytime someone's, like, and I told tell someone, like, that my shot of choice is Fireball or was Fireball, they're like, ew, that's disgusting. Like, how can you drink that? But I love it so much. And she does too. So I was like, oh, my God you're my new best friend um but so she was like here take it because she took half of it and it was a pretty big shot and I was like I don't know like I haven't drank in a year in a day because guys um what's today the 6th um December 4th was a year that um I went to the hospital for my pancreas and just found out I had pancreatitis. So the third was a year I hadn't drank. No, the second. I don't know, guys. One of those days. But it had been a year, and so she was like, come on, like, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, my doctor did say that I can start introducing alcohol after, like, six months if I wanted to, but I've just been too scared, blah, blah, blah. I was so close, guys. I literally took a little teeny teeny literally the smallest little sip of the fireball just so it can sit on my tongue like I didn't swallow like obviously I swallowed what was on my tongue but <laughs> I was so close to taking that whole shot but I knew for one if I'm, if I'm gonna start drinking again I definitely shouldn't start with fireball my pancreas would be pissed pissed off even if I do start drinking again, I shouldn't even drink Fireball. Like, that's insane. It's insanity. Um, I might as well drink, like, every... Like, I might as well down Mike's Hard because of this, like, so much sugar. Like, that is... That's when I notice me having really bad reactions when I drink. Is when I drink super sugary drinks. Like, I'll call it drinks. Like, freaking high school, I'd just be drinking freaking... Mike's hard and smeared off ice and I would be literally dying in my friend's bedroom or like my friend's the back of my friend's truck out in the freaking desert <laughs> because I drank too much and I didn't know why I was having such a bad reaction now I know 24 year old Ashlyn was not expecting that to be the reason well let's say 16 year old Ashlyn didn't know that she had all these issues until she was 24. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. That. So that was fun. The party was fun. Um, one of the pilots that I worked on my uh, IOE. Like my very first trip with. He was there which was cool. To see a familiar face. He's super nice. Um, so that was really cool. What else? Um, but yeah, I think I was home by like 11.30 that night. I didn't really want to stay out, and I'm glad that one of the other girls, um, wanted to go home too, and she literally lives right by me, so we just went home together. Great. Um, but yeah, I rode the train here for the first time. That was interesting. Okay, I can't lie. So I've been, I'm waiting on my parking pass for work. It's taking forever, so I've been parking in the economy parking lots, but I've been paying $22 a day to park there, and sometimes I'm gone for like three to four days at a time, so it's just becoming a lot, you know? 
and um so I decided I'm just gonna not take my car until I get my badge and so I'm gonna take the train so one morning I get up and I have to I don't even remember what time I had to be at the airport pretty early uh but I go to get on the train or I literally type in you know the address and then like the airport and then I do the train navigation so I'm like trying to like navigate like walk to the entrance of the train but I am like it's dark obviously it's early morning it's dark I already don't like doing new things if I don't know enough information about like the area and if I have if I don't have enough time you know what I mean I have to have a few hours to like scope it out I like to do things I'm the type of person that looks at the menu hours before I even go to the restaurant okay that's how bad my anxiety can be um so when I was looking for the entrance to the train station I couldn't find it and I panicked and I turned around walked back to my place and got in my car and drove my ass to the airport (sighs) yeah not my proudest moment um because I could have just tried a little harder but I was freaking out I didn't want to be late so um, I drove to the airport that afternoon though when I got back I drove to the train station so I could figure out where the entrance is so I knew where to walk the next morning and then actually the next morning I didn't even I didn't even that's not even when I took the train uh, next I took it that night because I went downtown but yeah I took the train guys proud of myself um but yeah, and now I've been taking the train every day for work. And honestly, I, it's really convenient. Don't hate it. Uh, but I also can't wait to have my parking pass. Because I prefer to drive. Especially when I have somewhere to park. That's free. <laughs> so. But yeah. Um, yeah, like I was saying... It's been a year since I went to the hospital for my pancreas and stayed in the hospital for six days. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why. I do know why, but I also like I all I like to downplay like my. I don't want to say trauma because okay, this is me downplaying it like. Because people have, it works, like, people have worse medical trauma, like, this isn't, I don't know. I just really feel guilty about feeling bad for myself, um, but just thinking about all of this is, like, really making me, I don't know, I had, like, um, (laughs) so I was going through my, my, like, my Snapchat memories earlier today, and um, it was like a selfie of me in the hospital bed with the oxygen in my nose and like obviously I looked cute <laughs> still whatever um, so it's not like that I looked sick I mean I kind of did but um, I kind of just had like I freaked out <laughs> I kind of like had a panic attack and I started crying like I am now um, and I feel like I feel really weird just talking to my family or my friends about this, even though I'm talking about it right now on the podcast to you guys. Uh, 
because I feel like it's not that big of a deal, but it kind of is, you know? Because it's something that, like, completely changed my life, and it's something that I have to deal with almost every day. <laughs> uh, I hate being a crybaby, <laughs> but... I don't know, I, like, obviously I have some, some type of, like, I don't know, medical trauma, PTSD from this, and it's just really hard to think about, and just, like, thinking about family history, um, I know, like, my, my mom had a great-grandma or someone that passed away from pancreatic cancer, and... There's currently someone in my mom's side of the family right now that was, um, is fighting pancreatic cancer. And I don't know why it just scares me so bad. Like, obviously I'm fine right now, but I still don't know, like, why I'm having all these issues. And it's just scary. <laughs> And I guess I just needed an outlet to, like, cry about this and talk about it because I just don't, I feel like no one wants to hear it from me personally, <laughs> you know, like, I just don't want to bother anyone. So, I'm making you guys listen to me cry. <laughs> okay. But anyways, it's a tough week. For me in that aspect. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright. Um <laughs> I saved a bunch of um posts from Reddit that I kinda wanna read because I like giving unsolicited advice. I mean, I guess it was solicited considering they posted on Reddit asking questions. They just didn't know a really, um, I don't know, didn't know that I was going to be giving them advice. Um, okay. Let's see. <laughs> okay, this one is kind of funny. This one I didn't even save today, I don't think. Because this one is a post from 41 days ago. I know I didn't save this one today, but I probably saved it for <laughs> because I thought it was funny. Because <laughs> um, same. Um... Okay, this title says, I find guys who ignore me attractive. <laughs> okay, um, girly, same, not anymore. I know my worth. <laughs> I will not accept less anymore. So, let's, let's read her thing. I just, <laughs> I just recently noticed that there are guys who keep on chatting me, who are clingy, updates me, but I don't like them. 
I just really find them annoying. Once they do that, I suddenly become uninterested. While there are some guys who don't always talk to me, ignore me most of the time, and I am more attracted to them. It's a serious problem, I know. Am I the only one? Um, no. You're not. And if you listened to the last, what, 52? I don't know if I'm on episode 53. I could be on a different episode. But if you can listen to the last 50-something episodes, you'll know that you are not the only one. Because my ass is like this. My cousin's ass was like this. Y'all know. Ashley was like this. (laughs) But I don't know what it is about... I don't know... I hate it. I just seen I just seen a tweet and they said something about like the chase is so fucking stupid. It honestly it is. Why would you want to chase someone? You know? I don't know. I just it, it it's so pathetic and I've been so pathetic for years. Like just chasing people that don't want anything to do with me. But there's just something about it that like you just crave. But eventually, you get over it. I have. Like, you do. You get over it. Um, let's read the comments. <laughs> Someone said, hey, that's funny. Every woman I find it attractive ignores me. Um, being normal and emotionally available can easily be termed clingy. So I'm always skeptical of the term. Other, it's just the routine issue of usually young people who make, who mistake emotionally unavailability for mystery. Life or therapy will take care of it. That's very true. Um, for some reason, I have, I've, in the past, I've tend to cling to the, uh, you know, the emotionally unavailable. Shout out Libra men. Do not love you. Um... So I always, you know, I, I gravitated towards those type of people because I, I enjoyed the mystery of it. Uh, did it make me feel good? No, absolutely not. I don't know why I kept doing it to myself. Um, definitely suggest therapy for them. Definitely. Uh, sorry guys, I'm like still sniffling because I was an emotional bitch a few minutes ago. Disgusting. Uh, these sorts of games get more and more tiresome as you get older. I would start working on yourself so you aren't stuck playing them later when it's, uh, look up attachment styles. Yes, sir. It does. She's not doing it on purpose. Probably unresolved daddy issues. I don't know why everyone just goes straight to daddy issues. Because I sure as fuck don't have any daddy issues or mommy issues. I had great parents. Parents that were there and were emotionally available for me and gave me love and everything that I needed growing up, but I still had these tendencies. So I don't think that it's necessarily daddy issues. So your point is invalid, sir. Um, oh, look it, I'm a guy and I do this and I'm close with both of my parents. For me, it's self-sabotage due to depression and anxiety, pushing people away because I don't deserve it and because I'm afraid I'll get hurt or rejected. I think that was my thing for such a long time. The, um, the feeling of 
potentially getting hurt or rejected. That was my biggest fear for such a long time is rejection. Hated it. Like, I always feared rejection. I never would approach people first. I still don't. Um, just because, I don't know. Maybe because I still do have that little fear of rejection. Like, don't get me wrong. I still am, like, terrified of getting hurt. It's, but I, I feel like I am... Within the last few months, I have, you know, I've told myself, okay, this is what I deserve and this is what I know I need to do to let that into my life and I just need to accept that because I deserve it. Like, I need to stop closing myself off because I'm afraid of getting hurt, you know? Like, I know obviously there's always a possibility of getting hurt and it's really scary to think about. Like, even if you're in, like, a really good situation, there's always that in the back of your head. Like, wow, this person can hurt me. Like, like I don't know their true intentions. They can hurt me, but I'm still gonna open myself up to it anyway because what if they don't? You know what I mean? What if they don't? And that would be lovely. Okay, I think I'm over this one. Um, unsave. We, okay, this is a not safe for work post. Let's see. We had sex on the first date. Is it ghosting or should I give it more time? Last week, I, female 23, met a guy 27. We were supposed to just go out for drinks or dinner, but it ended up being a longer type of the date. That didn't make sense, but a longer date. We went to the bar, then a walk, and then we went to him and then we went to him and we were talking like until 4 a.m. and after we did have sex. Okay, this person's grammar is ridiculous, but pretty much things got real. I like him a lot as a guy. He's been extremely respectful and a gentleman in all ways. During our date and after sex, he made sure I was comfortable with everything. That applies to experiences inside and outside of bed. I did feel like we had chemistry plus alcohol plus I was lacking some phys- physical intercourse experience. So I'd say that's why it happened so fast. But I basically totally enjoyed both parts of the evening. Then he invited me to meet during the weekend. And we also firstly spent some time together hanging out, uh, restaurants, walk. Uh, Christmas markets and then we went to his place sexual experience was great again but it's definitely not just about sex we talk a lot about everything and share many similar ideas tell stories about our families etc he also does make some plans for us any way that he is suggesting that next time we should go out there or there etc last time he wanted to make plans but he told me let's keep in touch and see how our schedules um go I don't want to give it any label yet, but I'm just wondering where to go from there. He hasn't messaged me since the last time we saw each other, which was Sunday morning, but yesterday, on Sunday evening, he somehow found my Facebook and added me. What is it? He's thinking what to do with a situation, ghosting me, or just trying not to be too desperate. Okay. Girly. Um. I mean, I I can get where you're coming from uh, when it comes to you thinking of the possibility of him ghosting you because he hasn't been texting you. He hasn't texted you since 
Sunday, which this was posted. Okay, so this was posted five hours ago. He hasn't texted you since yesterday morning, but last night he added you on Facebook. I think that you should probably, like, calm down, maybe. Um, maybe text him and be like, hey, how was your Monday? Um, you know, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he... It doesn't seem like he's ghosting you. It seems like he actually enjoys your company, considering the repeat hangout. And maybe he's just trying to see how it goes. I don't know. Just my opinion. Oh, this person. It's been one day. Calm down. If he planned to ghost you, he wouldn't friend your Facebook account. Which is very true. He wouldn't have added you on Facebook. He added you on Facebook Sunday night. It's Monday afternoon. Calm down. The man is allowed to wake up and go to work and not talk to you during the day. That's totally normal. Not cause to freak out. If you ha- if you want to reach out, send him a lighthearted text. Hey, have you finished Facebook stalking me yet? Hey, that's good. Okay. I think he doesn't want to come off with clingy or desperate. He definitely seems interested, but maybe he doesn't want to smother the budding relationship you guys have going on. Very true. Oh, this person, damn, you're displaying red flags already. One day without him sniffing after you and you're already making clinging posts on Reddit. Stop it. (laughs) Bruh. This poor girl. Oh, man. If he added you on Sunday, he's thinking about you. If you like him, text him and even have a date idea of your own for the third date. He seems very interested. Wait, today is Monday. Are you saying he has ghosted you because you have not heard from him for a day? Typical guy who has a life and in general knows he what he is doing with women will set up one date per week in the initial stages and will not text or call you between dates unless you contact him first. Or even and even then, he should not be doing too much talking other than in person. Eh, I kind of disagree with that. Um, I enjoy talking to someone all day, every day. That's just me. I don't get upset if we don't talk for hours, but I I would be like, hey, I haven't heard from you all day long. Like, are you alive? Uh, that's just me though. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't just assume that they're ghosting me, especially if like we've spent like quality time together on several occasions. Um. Why don't you reach out to him? Don't overthink it. If he's into you, your relationship will progress. If he isn't, then you'll know. True. Someone said, this is sort of cute. LOL, he added you on Facebook and not even a full day has gone since you guys last talked. That is far from ghosting. Absolutely. Um, sounds like it's going to end up being super casual unless you ask him, hey, what are we doing here? In which he should be honest and tell you, then giving you the opportunity to decide whether you want to continue or not, depending on if his answer is to your liking or not. I understand this to an extent, but it's also, like, it's kind of a tough time. Um, It's kind of a, I don't know, they've been out a couple times together. And they're not, like, I don't know, they don't talk every day, so it, it like, makes it even harder. So you want to ask, hey, what's going on here? But you also don't want to be, like, what's going on here? Like, are we together? Like, you also don't want to scare them, you know? Like, I, obviously, if I was in this situation, I would want to know, too. Like, I would want to know, hey, what are we? Like, what's going on? But I also know to give it more time and know that 
sometimes men don't like pressure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um. Can you not text him and say, hey, I had fun, let's do it again? True. No need to overthink it. If you like him, go see him again and see where it goes. True, true, true. All clingy. Oh, <laughs> I meant to say all valid points, but this person commented and said, you sound clingy as fuck. God damn. <laughs> Funny. Okay. Next one. Oh, girly. Okay. Oh my god, this is a is he lying post. Buckle in, folks. Buckle in. Is he lying? I have been with my fiance for a year and we are newly engaged. Just last Friday, out of the blue, he informs me that somehow he has an STD. I am quite confused at this and got tested and my test has come back negative three times. He is trying to convince me that I am really that I am really am sick and that he is it. That it is lying dormant in my body and infected him. My PCP was unhappy when I told her this and she told me that he needs to get real. He went to an urgent care who claims told him that I am a carrier. I have never been promiscuous and have always been tested for everything at my yearly exams and have had never had an STD. My concern is he insists that he didn't cheat on me and states that he doesn't know how to feel about me now. Again, I have never cheated or been promiscuous and have never had crazy a crazy sex life. How does he have an STD and I don't? I don't understand. Do you guys think he cheated? How would you feel if your partner suddenly got an STD? Okay. Hmm. Okay, this person makes a good point. Okay. Um... STDs don't need to be symptomatic to show on an STD panel. Dormant STDs still show positive on test results. Most have, most STDs have a period of where they won't show up on a panel immediately after contracting them, but it's usually up to a couple months, not years. Very true. There's no way a, to be a carrier of gonorrhea. If you are, have gonorrhea but no symptoms, it would still show up on your STI panel. Yeah, I agree. There are some STDs that can be dormant for weeks, but one year, highly sus. What about herpes? I thought they could lay dormant for years. It can, but you can still get initial reaction when you contract it. Not necessarily. I was single for years when I had my first and only outbreak so far. I'd only had two partners. Both were 7 to 12 years ago. And my doctor said it can lay dormant for years and come out when your immune system is stressed. But something else like mine has been. Both partners never had any symptoms. Apparently, most people never will. It also isn't an on an STD panel. So you'll never know if you have it unless you show symptoms. Then they'll actually test you for it. Wow, that's crazy. Is that true? Oh, you can ask them to include it into an STI panel. I usually have to push for it a bit. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know that. I thought that was included in like normal STD testings. Huh. Interesting. Someone just... <laughs> Someone just posted, you got cheated on. <laughs> Fuck. Honestly, girly, sounds like you did. I don't know. He's cheating on you and projecting. Also gaslighting. Definitely gaslighting. So much gaslighting. Also abusive. Oof. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's just not looking well for this guy. Mentally manipulating, yep. Um, you should definitely leave him, sorry. I don't think you're engaged anymore. Girl, oh my god, she's gonna be so upset when she reads all these comments. Ugh, god. He cheated and he's a massive piece of shit trying to make it, make out it with you. Don't ditch, don't just ditch him, but inform him. Inform everyone you and he knows that he that they should be aware. Honestly, that's just that's messed up. It's messed up. <laughs> oh, this one's funny. This is a not safe for work post. Heads up. Second time this month, a guy messages me asking me to respectfully sit on his face. <laughs> That's it. That's the post. With that exact phrasing. I'm not sure if I'm amused or annoyed. My profile is very clear about no, not looking for one night stands, friend with benefits. So who knows what else these dudes, who, who knows what these dudes are thinking. I wonder if I'm missing some kind of weird dating app meme. No. He just wants you to sit on his face. Um. Um. Dearest madam, can I please court you in resting your buttocks on my crown? This is what I imagine respectfully asking someone to sit on their faces. Stop. It was probably a joke. Um, people think they're clever. Spoiler, they are not. Huh, men finally became honest on that godforsaken app. Okay, okay, anyways. That's funny. I mean, I guess you have no choice but to just do it, right? I mean, you guys obviously match for for a reason <laughs> just kidding guys are weird i feel like that's very um bold to say to someone that you don't know you know what i mean and i just i don't know i just don't find it um cute if someone i barely know is like sit on my face like no no maybe like take me to dinner a few times and then maybe then we'll talk i don't know that's just weird to me I, I don't know. I'm just not about, like, overly sexual strangers, pretty much. I think it's actually really disgusting. Damn it! I just got... Oh, no. Nope, it's here. Okay. Um, I feel like this... I feel like I could relate to this one. How should I be less affectionate? I, 23 female, have been dating a 23 male for about eight months. <laughs> sorry guys I just got a text from my friend Jordan that I absolutely can't read on this freaking episode uh, but <laughs> god anyways about 8 months now last night he said that I was too affectionate I have two jobs and I try to make sure that he gets attention I asked to see him a lot and have told him my feelings many times before but he says I'm too sentimental sensitive and affectionate how should I go about this? Um, if I were you, I would simply cry. <laughs> ah, God, that'd be really hard for me because I am a super, like, I'm super sensitive. I'm also very sentimental and I love being affectionate. Like, I, I think that, like, my ideal match would be someone who's, love language was physical touch because I love showing that 
Like I like my love language is like words of affirmation and quality time. Like I love spending time with someone and I really love like words of affirmation. Like tell me tell me you think I'm pretty. Tell me that you enjoy my company. You know, tell me things that make me know that you are still into me cuz sometimes I be questioning things even though I know I shouldn't. But so my ideal way to give love is physical touch, like physical affection. So if someone's love language is physical touch, that'd be perfect. So this poor girl, cause same. Um, this top comment, this this comment wins. Find someone who likes your affection. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. What's that one? If I'm a lot, go find less. Damn straight. If I'm a lot, go find less. This. I've spent two years dating a girl who wasn't as affectionate as I am, and I suffered a lot because of it. I would always try to change her or adopt and swallowing my feelings to better suit her, and it was slowly killing me inside. So find someone else who likes this. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah, it feels sad when you don't get the same amount of affection in return, you know? Um, ooh. I agree, I want to be babied. Dude, who wouldn't want a girl who always wants to be with you? That'll assure me that she wants me and will not go out and cheat. I think I agree with that. Um, for sure. And I always, like, want to make sure the person I'm seeing... Even though, like, I, I'm talking, like... I've had experience, but I've literally been in one relationship my whole life, and that was, like, almost six years ago, um, but I, like, my, my ideal, like, relationship is quality time, physical affection, like, all of that, like, I don't know, I mean, maybe some will call it clingy, but I like being around someone, like, if I like you, I want to be around you all the time, and it physically pains me that, I'm not in your presence. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just me, I guess. I don't know. Um, Some men love affection. Some don't. Find someone who appreciates you. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. I agree with the other people on here. If he doesn't appreciate it, someone else will. I know I would. That's very true. If I'm a lot, go find less. Um, you guys aren't compatible. So I find someone that fits your love language. Yes, 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 yes. I don't think you should change. There's nothing wrong with being affectionate. He's insane. What is your end goal with this guy? Is it marriage? If so, I do not think he's the right one. Uh, OP said, I feel like I could be too affectionate at times because we work a lot and he has only seen me once or twice last month. So sometimes I guess replying fast, wanting to go places and be around him doesn't make me feel, doesn't make him feel comfortable. I do want a relationship, but sometimes I feel like I'm not doing it right by him sometimes. Like even last night there was a communication barrier and, and I asked that if he can't be on the phone that he would communicate that next time and he said he probably wouldn't. I don't know what's going on. He doesn't want to be with you. He doesn't want to be with you, girlfriend. Just by you saying that you've only seen each other once or twice last month. What? 
I'm sorry, but I would think that the person that I'm seeing would... Like, I, yeah, I get you both work, but you make time for the people that you want to be with. You know what I mean? Like, I would... I don't know. I would drive... I would travel an hour just to be with someone for two hours. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just me, though. I, not everyone was like that, but I feel like you should be. I, I feel like it's a waste of time if you're not. Um, uh, that just, that's insane to me. I cannot believe this. This poor girl. Aww. I'm sorry that you've been made out to feel like caring for someone is wrong. If he doesn't feel comfortable talking to you or making plans with you, that is a problem on his end and not yours. Those are expected components of dating and things people want to do if they care about the other person. Either he gets a grip or I would suggest going to find someone else. Oh, God, these people are so right. Your answer says it all. You want to go places and be around him, and that's too much. Maybe time to reevaluate re the relationship. He sounds emotionally stunned. stunted. He needs therapy. <sighs> Very true. You're not compatible. God, this poor girl. Break up with him. I can't believe you guys are engaged. This is insane to me. And that's so scary. That's like a really big fear of mine. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Ugh. Like this, the tweet that I, I, I shared this tweet a few weeks ago. And I honestly, I feel like I've already talked about it on the podcast. But it was basically like, if he wants you, he will literally come get you. He will come pick you up. If he wants you. You know what I mean? Like, not necessarily like, literally. I mean, yeah, I guess in a literal sense too. But if he wants you, he'll put in the effort. If he wants you, he will say, yes, come over. Yes, I want to see you. Hey, what are you doing today? I'd love to see you. That's how you... I don't know. I just feel like that's how you know someone is genuinely interested in you and wants to be in your presence and actually enjoys being around you. And I just feel like if you're not getting that from someone, move on. Literally, it's it's just... It, it's not going to work out. Oh, man, this poor girl. I got to stop reading this one. Mm-mm-mm. Sup, playas of Reddit. Was this girl flirting with me? <laughs> All right. I'm a playa of Reddit, so let me give this advice. Okay. So a few weekends ago, my cousin, female, rented an Airbnb and had a small little party in it. Nothing crazy. About 10 people. One girl there, my cousin's friend. I had met before once, but didn't really know that well. I was definitely the most outgoing and best conversationalist there, so naturally, I talked to this girl over the course of the weekend. I asked her questions about herself, and we're getting along pretty well. I didn't even consider her to be a romantic interest, although I do think she is very attractive. Over the weekend, our conversation is pretty flirty at times. She was doing things like pretending to hit me with objects and would give the occasional touch on the arm. When we were drunk, she asked if I would go hiking with her at some point at some place where she lives. At one point, she walked up to me and asked me what my zodiac sign is, and my cousin, who was standing behind me, gave me a big smile, like she was hinting that this girl was into me. When I told her, she said I had the same zodiac sign as all of her boyfriends. 
When we were leaving, she gave me a hug goodbye. So while I'm not sure she was interested in me, I do think she was clearly flirting with me, which brings me to my next question. I have zero interest or have zero issues getting very hot girls to show interest and flirt with me, yet I'm not that experienced. I've only slept with one person. To my defense, I don't really ask out a lot of women. Even the ones that flirt with me and show interest, I never really make a move. Is it just a matter of asking out more people? Am I potentially missing chances with these women? Yes, sir, you are missing chances. She was definitely flirting with you. Aww, she asked you what your zodiac sign is. That is like the number one indication that a woman is flirting with you. Um, maybe. I don't know, maybe. No, because you guys were getting along. If you weren't getting along, I could see why the girl wanted to know what your zodiac sign is because if you were like a libra she'd be like of course you're a fucking libra i knew it you piece of shit um but <laughs> i don't know let's see what someone says she was definitely interested in you that night that's beyond question now you only have to find out if she still is go for it honestly go for it dude that was only posted two hours ago so there's only one reply i should start adding my freaking podcast link to these comments to let them know I read their Reddit on my podcast. Hmm. Alright. Let's see. One more and then I am gonna get the fuck off of here so I can go to sleep. What is your worst dating story? Let's dive in. I'm about to dive in. Ooh, I- <laughs> If you guys, have you guys watched Sarah Baska on YouTube? Like her old stuff. She always used to do that. The ooh, I'm about to dive in and then splash. No, okay. Just me? Okay. All right. What's your worst dating story? I'll go first. I went on a date with a guy I met online. I had recently quit sex work, but he didn't know that. This guy started bragging about all the hookers he had been with and that his brother was in prison for accidentally killing one. He went into detail about how he dismembered and disposed of her... Needless to say, I excused myself and there was no second date. I'm sorry, what? What the fuck? I did not know I was about to read a murder confession. Oh my god. Oh, I guess he didn't murder. The bro- I am in shock right now. The brother killed the hooker, dismembered her, and disposed of her. Oh my god. <laughs> Someone said, where the fuck did you meet him? Hannibal Lecter's birthday party? <laughs> Might as well just close this thread because OP won with their opener, LMAO. Fuck, right? That is the worst dating story, hands down. Oh my god, okay. Here's a here's a story someone posted. They said, How I met my stalker in city in a city hours away from my home. I went to stay with some friends in the capital and decided to try out Tinder to meet some new people. Whenever I meet someone from the internet for the first time, I always go somewhere public, and this time it was no different. We went on a walk. The day after I met at his place, we pl- and we played PlayStation and ate pizza, both paying for our own as per my suggestion he would not stop texting me and guilt tripping me after i went back to my hometown he told me i was perfect for him and could cure his depression 
and I learned he has a restraining order against him from his last crush, who he had not gotten over even after seven years. I have him blocked everywhere, but he has alternate accounts that keep popping up. It's been a year and I still get messages. Fun side note, I found his ex through Reddit because she commented on my post about him and then said, <laughs> that said, this sounds like my ex. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's so crazy. Oh, that's so scary. See, that's so scary. Dating strangers is scary. Oh my god. Ah, even after years, you're just like, bro, you were just a stranger a few years ago. Fuck, that's scary. Okay. Um... Um, let's see no one else really has any stories come on guys worst dating stories i never really been on dates oh maximum recording time for this segment is 60 minutes keep an eye on the clock thanks anchor i'm at 49 minutes right now 49 minutes and 13 seconds to be exact. So I got 10 minutes, guys. I know you're tired up hearing my ass talk. Um, um, fuck. This is a long one. Okay, I'm gonna read this one and then I'm gonna and then get the hell off of here. I can think of two that were pretty bad and both involved alcohol. The first one, we matched on Tinder. Her profile said she worked for Geico and met at a bar. She was mid to late 20s and I was early 30s. She was already a few in when I met her there. We got along well enough and she asked if she could drop her car off at her apartment and I could drive. So I agreed. Though she was already too intoxicated to be driving, she asked me to drive her to a karaoke bar where her friends were hanging out. We meet up with her friends. I introduce myself. Let's call me Peter for the purpose of this story. And she continues drinking. At one point, her drunken giggling turns to drunken crying. And she confides to me that earlier that week, she had given her dealer a blowjob when he told her he had broken up with his girlfriend, but she had just found out he lied. So, sobbing, she decides to call the girlfriend and tell her the whole story. I am awkwardly sitting in silence in the booth next to this girl and her friends are trying to talk her down. After a while, crying the whole time, she starts freaking out that her dealer will come kill her out of revenge for her telling his girlfriend. We leave and drive back to her apartment complex. Her one sober friend gives me her number in case I need help. She's too scared to get out of my car and decides to call 911 and tell the police dispatcher the whole story. The police stitch back... Hold on, sorry... The police dispatcher says they'll send somebody just in case. Keep in mind, I am already texting her friend the whole time to keep her up to date. At this point, I have a girl crying in my car who's worried her dealer will kill her, who has just told the police she was afraid of for her life. So I am now starting to worry that either the dealer or the police will may end up shooting me. Eventually, her friend comes by to help out and basically dresses her down for being stupid and ends her diatrib with... Poor Peter here, who seems like a really nice guy, has been stuck with you all with you on a shitty first date this whole night. Her friend then turns to me and asks, Can you take her upstairs to her apartment and make sure she's alright? So of course I do. I end up just sitting with her and chatting for a couple of hours. She stops crying. Eventually she sobers up and smokes a bowl. I step out of the room for employment reasons. 
as soon as she smokes, it's like a complete change comes over here, comes over her, and she starts batting her eyes at me, saying, well, what do you want to do? We start making out of it, and somehow it slips out. Usually, I charge for this. What the fuck? Jarred, I pull back and ask what she meant. She explains that she's a sex worker. Somehow, this had not come up earlier. She elaborates that she hasn't actually worked for Geico since April when they sent her to rehab. No shock there. But she had to pay rent somehow, so she found a few regulars and then asks with smoldering eyes, do you want to help with rent? (laughs) I tell her that I'm not interested in helping with her rent. She's obviously getting horny and pivots too. Well, you were really sweet to me all night, so I kind of owe you. I reply that she doesn't owe me anything, but I'm not pushing back very hard. She ends up seducing me and sending me home so she can sleep. Later that day, she texts me and thanks me for taking care of her and apologizes for her behavior. She asks if we use protection, and we did, and tells me I don't really think I'm ready to be dating right now. I agree with her. Edit to add, no, the police never did show up. Someone said, I can't believe you decided to make out with her after all of that. Were you a virgin? (laughs) Uh, He says, he says, I accept this fair judgment. He said, whoa, whoa. Oh, I mean, you risk STDs getting arrested and have killed to have sex with this train wreck. You must have a death wish. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not actually totally nuts. I did say I used protection. To be honest, for the most of the night, I was just concerned about her, not about sex, not even close. So you just lost your goddamn mind? That's funny. Oh my god. That was that was kind of crazy. Alright guys. Um Oh my goodness. What a episode. We laughed, we cried. Sorry I got really emotional, but I guess you really don't understand. Um If you're not me, if you're not going through this, and if you're not, like, totally scared for my health, considering family history. So, yeah. (laughs) But uh, that's okay. Um, guess I just gotta get checked regularly. Guess I really gotta stay away from alcohol. Which I was so close to taking that fireball shot. (sighs) Okay, guys. I should go. I only have five minutes left. Um, oh, this is a good song. Um, my song of the week, Somebody I Fucked Once by Zolita. It's really good, actually. Um, it's really catchy. Kind of vulgar, obviously, the title. But it's actually really good. Adding it to the podcast music suggestions right now. Love you all. Oh, my Spotify wrapped. I should probably read that really quick. Um, okay, what's the wrap? Let's let's go. We got like four minutes. This is kind of like not that exciting because I kind of I don't know my year didn't end too well. Because let's be honest, I lost my co-host and lost a lot of listeners, so. But y'all stuck around, and I appreciate you for that. Um, 
to your 2021 Spotify Wrapped. First things first, you had a lot of firsts this year. You released your first episode of the year on January 5th. I was up 262% on streams, 85% up on listeners, 81% up on followers. Um, 45 fans listen to you more than any other podcast. That's very sweet. One of my friends, I was her number one podcast. It was her birthday yesterday. KT, well, the 5th. Today's the 6th. Tomorrow's the 7th. KT's birthday. Happy birthday, KT. It's actually my dad's birthday, too. So, happy birthday to my dad. Um, okay, let's see. We're not sure what they play in outer space, but here's how your fans listen to you around the globe listen to you. 40% of your fans listen to you between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m., making it the most popular time. Your podcast is high on their to-do list. All right. You released 1,687 minutes of content content across 36 episodes. Please remember to drink water. Very good advice. Also says I am listened to in five countries, which is kind of weird. Like, if you're listening outside of America, please message me. Please, please message me. I want to know. Um, but anyways, yeah. All right, guys. You have a wonderful week. Maybe I'll talk to you next week. It is December. Happy December. Um, I love you guys. Follow me on my personal Instagram, AshyMikeXXL. Follow my podcast Instagram, Ash's Podcast. Follow my TikTok. I haven't really made any lately. It's AshyMike. Um, yeah, that's a pretty much about it. I mean, I have my photography Instagram. I have... I have so many Instagrams, it's kind of ridiculous. All right. Love you guys so much. Goodbye.